Hello, welcome to this podcast, narrated, written, and directed by Caitlin Carlock. Today's podcast is centered around how the quality of education varies between geographic regulation. Now, what does that mean? The problem that we are going to be addressing is how the curriculum and quality of education changes based on where you live. Talking about the problem in more detail, we see that there are two ways to address this problem, locally and globally. On a local level, here in the United States, we have an education system that varies from state to state. Globally, you can compare the education between different countries. First, we will address how the problem of having an unequal access to education based on a local level affects education. This meaning that your quality and opportunities for higher education will vary based on what state you live in. This affects many students who move in the United States, whatever the cause, military, divorced parents, etc., whatever the cause, have to go through the same problem of their new school not giving them credit for their old classes, having to retake classes, and being behind or uncertain in a certain subject that their peers are. This causes much stress and confusion among the students. To address this problem, first we have to talk about Common Core, an organization who is trying and failing to fix the problem at hand. Common Core, according to the website, is, quote, a set of high-quality academic standards in mathematics and English. These learning goals outline what a student should know and be able to do at the end of each grade. The standards were created to ensure that all students graduate from high school with the skills and knowledge necessary to succeed in college, career, and life, regardless of where they live. 41 states, the District of Columbia, four territories, and the Department of Defense Education Activity have voluntarily adopted and are moving forward with Common Core. End quote. Now, this may seem like it is too good to be true. That's because it is. Common Core fails to specify how the teachers should teach, how long they should spend on a topic, or what they should do with the materials that they have been given. It fails to provide guidelines for the teachers to follow. Therefore, although the curriculum might be, quote, the same, it is not. This is because teachers choose what they want to teach, how they teach it, and how much time they spend on it. In addition, multiple rounds of budget cuts and layoffs have left 34 of the 50 states providing less funding for education than they did five years ago in the elimination of more than 300,000 teaching positions. A new wave of privatization that has increased the number of publicly funded but privately run charter schools by 50% while nearly 4,000 public schools have been closed in the same period. Also, a dramatic increase in the cost and debt burden of college access have all been linked to the rise of Common Core. So, after hearing about all that, I'm sure that you have come to the conclusion that Common Core is out for being one of the solutions to this problem. So, what should we do to solve this problem? 
The proposed solution is to create a federal curriculum for all of the United States to follow. This curriculum would have clear and concise guidelines, differing from Common Core by specifying what topics teachers need to teach and when, to make sure that all of the curriculum is covered. All of the students, all of the schools in the United States would learn from the same books, and all of the different grade levels would learn from this unified curriculum at the same time of one another. This would alleviate the stress that teachers are now currently facing with Common Core and would also make everything equal for students across the country. By making this a federal education, every state could be equal in its education as currently funding is often at the source of curriculum differentials between states. This would make everything easier for the kids who move with this curriculum, kids would have less stress of being behind or having to retake classes because then every state would be the same. That is at the local level. Now let's look at the problem on a global level. On a global level, you can see that there is a difference in the quality and opportunity of education based on what country you live in. This is the case because each country teaches different things, causing competition in the global job market. For example, the Dutch hold dominion over the dredging market. This is, this is because the Dutch focus on engineering in their schools and they develop new technologies in that field. They focus on math and engineering. This takes jobs away from other countries because they don't teach the same maths and sciences that the Dutch do in college. With a global curriculum, there would be more diversity in the world job market. Now, if every country learned from the same basic math and science, then more people from other countries could work together and do these jobs. Putting people with the same curriculum does not lessen competition, as many people think. In fact, it actually increases competition and provides different minds from different backgrounds to come together for a job. Globally, you can compare the education between different countries, comparing Norway, the country with the highest graduation rate at 100%, to the education of South Sudan, the country with the lowest primary graduation rate at 37.37%. By looking at the education system as a whole on earth, you see that certain countries remain dominant over another. Specific nationalities dominate specific jobs, and that the country that you are from correlates directly to your status and your job in the real world. This is because the quality and importance of education varies from country to country. As the same as the last problem, we have to discuss some of the programs that are already in place that are in association with this problem, meaning we have to discuss NAFSA. NAFSA stands for National Association of Foreign Students of Foreign Student Advisors. NAFSA, according to its website, is the largest and most comprehensive association of professionals committed to advancing international higher education. Based in the United States, they provide programs, products, services, and a physical and virtual meeting place for the worldwide community of international educators. 
they have a seven-step plan in motion. Number one, advocate for public policies that lead to a more globally informed, welcoming, and engaged United States. Two, support the integration of global perspectives throughout higher education by furthering comprehensive internationalization. Three, encourage and support global learning for students, scholars, and educators. Four, identify critical trends and issues and champion responses that advance international education. Five, create and disseminate knowledge and resources and provide professional development opportunities responsive to the ever-changing needs of the field. Six, deepen and broaden NAFSA's engagement with individuals and groups who work, whose work contributes to the success of international education through mutually beneficial collaboration. And seven, continue to strengthen and diversify the association's revenue streams and organizational infrastructure to successfully meet the challenges of the future. With these programs, NASA fails to accomplish global its reach of global education, only having few programs and few schools complying with those programs. What would make NAFSA better would be to expand their reach of global education, providing more programs in both America and all the other countries. So, with this being said, what is the proposed solution for the global issue? The proposed solution for this global issue includes making a unified international curriculum. This would include the same structure for different subjects, such as language and history, the subjects that differ from country to country. Although they have different content, they would have the same checkpoints, number of tests, etc. The same outline. Science and math is a different story. Science and math does not differ through what country you are in, except what units you use. By having all of the world learn the same science and math, there would be no superiority over what jobs can be taken by what country you live in. Now, by having everyone learn the same science and math, you may think that this would decrease competition because everyone would have the same level of education. Well, that would be wrong. In fact, by having the same basis of education throughout the world in science and math, you would be increasing competition between people on an individual level instead of countries. These proposed solutions are very similar, as they both propose a unified form of education that competes with the different territories. This raises the question, why should education be unified? Why shouldn't different states and countries have different curriculums? The answer is the same on both a local and global level. Students should have a unified form of education in both a local and global level because the world is fast-moving and ever-changing. So many people move states or countries every year, and with that, students are confused and lost in this education system. They are provided an inconsistent, confusing, and frustrating switch and are given little to no help along the way. In the United States alone, approximately 1 million legal immigrants enter per year. Think of all the students that are affected by this. Lastly, 
let's talk about how all of this relates to AP European history. Recall the problem in question. The quality and opportunity for education changes on where you live, as discussed in the podcast so far. As we mentioned, there are two ways of looking at this, locally and globally. Locally, we can compare the quality and opportunity for education changing on a state-to-state basis by looking at the Italian Renaissance. The Renaissance had been a cultural rebirth from the 14th century through the 17th century. It had given birth to outstanding achievements in painting, architecture, sculptures, literature, music, philosophy, and science. The birthplace of the Renaissance was in Florence, Italy. This is because of the extraordinary wealth accumulated in Florence during this period among a growing middle class and upper class of merchants and bankers. This boom in Florence, Italy made everybody move there because they could not get that same experience everywhere else. Artists would move to Florence so that they could get um, patrons to sponsor their work. Everyone would just go there so they could learn and be around these same people who are making a new movement. Globally, we can relate the quality and opportunity for education based on what country you live in to the Industrial Revolution. The Industrial Revolution made a clear separation between developed versus undeveloped countries, and therefore made major differences in the quality and opportunity for education based on this fact. Based on a chart that compares the GNP, gross national product, between the first world and third world countries, third world referring to Asia, Africa, and Latin America, and first world referring to Europe, Russia, the United States, Canada, and Japan. We are not talking about the Cold War definition. In the the 1700s and prior, the table shows that a that the third world countries had a much higher GNP than that of the first world countries. But we see that starting in the 19th century, the first world starts to catch up to the third world. And by 1900, the first world countries, GNP, have doubled that of the third world countries. Only continues to go up from there. By 1990, the GNP of first world countries were four times more than that of the third world countries. This difference in GNP correlates directly with the quality of education that is offered in these countries. As of right now, the, the countries with the highest graduation rate are found in these first world countries. In conclusion, the quality and opportunity for education is a pressing problem that every student is affected by. There should be no change in how or what you have access to learning based on where you live. There must be a unified curriculum to unite students all over the world and through nations. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Have a good day.